Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Gotham City, welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 99. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading over to, by heading on over to BOF, clicking the podcast drop down and uh, making your choice because there's a ton of great shows by a ton of great people and, uh, you know, give them all a listen. I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I'm Peter R. Vera and today we're recording on November 20th of 2022 as always we have a great show for you today but before i get into the good stuff i want to remember i want to remind you guys i'm tongue-tied today uh that if you take the time to rate review the show on apple podcasts and we read your review on air you just want a gotham straight out of gotham prize pack it won't be gotham themed <laughs> so make sure you get those reviews in now let me introduce you to my partner in crime the man who won the 1997 to 1999 stony brook scarecrow stuffing contest Ladies and gentlemen, a Batman on Film Junior contributor, Eric Hugh Holzman. Hugh. That's interesting. For Quincy. Uh, <laughs> What's going on, guys? Huge fans of the Mr. Magoo television show. Hmm. Eric Hugh Holzman. Okay. Um, what? He did not make that noise. It's only a giant bat. It was more like, oh, Magoo, you've done it again. Yes, scarecrows were my thing back in, in the day. I think it were my thing. So that's why you like Batman Begins so much. Mm-hmm. Scarecrow yeah. is actually a pretty cool villain, I have to say. One of, one of the cooler villains. But you but, like um, stuffing them. Like mm-hmm. turkeys. Like turkeys, right? Well, no, you're supposed to it's like with hay and straw and well, I didn't mean with like stuffing, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like is that how you stuff a scarecrow? Like you stuff a turkey? Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is where you. I mean, you're, you're, you're filling it with something, so I guess yes, you're stuffing it the same way. Okay. Uh, that you would a turkey, but it's not the same stuff. <clears throat> but fall, fall always has all the best competitions, whether it's pumpkin carving or pumpkin pie eating or mm-hmm. or um, scarecrow we, we stuffing. Just, or... We announced your uh, what was a double stuffed sweet potato pie. Yes, championship not too long ago. So yes, you know it's just. That you can tell because you, you win a lot of you have a lot of I'd say fall titles. Everyone likes the double stuffed. They like yeah. it with, with especially with Oreos too. Double stuff. Everyone loves the double stuff Oreos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, everyone loves the double stuff. So yeah. So this is our pre-Thanksgiving show. Uh, Thanksgiving is Thursday, this coming Thursday. So this is our pre-Thanksgiving show, and it's kind of sad we don't have Casey on Casey Walsh on to uh to, <laughs> to talk about his Thanksgiving preparations. Yeah. Yes, let's talk about how much he hates. He's turkey. a busy man. We couldn't he get is him booked this year. Busy dude. We could not get get him on, but uh, you know the um, Thanksgiving. Man, I can't believe it's Thursday. I can't believe we're in November. I can't believe this year's almost over. Uh, I say that every year because the older you get, it feels like the more time flies. And Eric so, just turned sixty-five. No, no, no. Not although I might look at a little with my white beard, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I did not turn sixty-five. Uh, not yet. <laughs> Uh, 46, 46. I did turn 46 though. So 
Yeah. Um, I want to thank everybody out there actually who wished me, took the time to wish me happy birthday in the fan groups and stuff like that. Everyone who reached out to me personally, that was very, very nice. Uh, I appreciate that very much. And of course, as always, we, we both appreciate the support you guys continue to give us because as Pete said, this is episode 99. Yeah. I mean, the one before the big one, I guess. Yeah. The one before, I guess the next milestone, 50 was a milestone, then a hundreds of milestone. Triple digits is a big oh. deal. I think we'll never go yeah. back to double digits. That's true. Or 10, you know, like it's all about those digits, baby. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a crazy uh, thing. It's a crazy thing that people still want to hear us. <laughs> do they? I, I don't check the downloads numbers. You do. <laughs> well, people reach out. It's good. People reach out to us personally. So at least a few people still want to hear us. It, which is because Reno could just call me, but he prefers the podcast for some reason. It's more entertaining. He's like, I he's like international phone rates are crazy. I won't pay them. No, no, Reno, no, no. Yes, he, he's not Russian, Pete. Yes, me, Reno. Me, no better movie than you. Blade Runner, fantastic. Batman v Superman cheat. Yes, me, Reno. Oh, here we go. Viva los Reno. Vivo Los Reno. Vivo. <laughs> what are we? Uh, this is the tangent of all tangents. The show, is, the show is starting out with a bag right now. <laughs> Vivo Los Reno. He's incredible. Shout out to Reno. Yes, yes. He. Uh, I was actually chatting with him last night. He messaged me about something crazy. Me and Reno want uh, Rob Myers to get into Hezbollah. We were chatting. Oh, yeah. So, guys, Rob if, we, we should, if any Hezbollah people are listening, we need to give you thank you as well because you have severely helped Pete's Twitter follow, following. My Instagram following, it's insane. It yeah. really is. I went from 400 followers to t- over 2,000 because I posted <laughs> random pictures of Hezbollah. So, Hezbollah needs to give, uh, Pete needs to give Hezbollah a little little money or something to. I, it's pretty impressive. I, I definitely. I'll make him some ribs. That little dude, man, <laughs> though, it, it, I had no idea who he was until you told me about him. And now uh, every time you share something with him, I'm like, this guy's great. He's, he's amazing. He he's is. absolutely, absolutely amazing. I'd love to meet him one day. He's fantastic. Yeah, if you could make that happen, I want to be there too. So oh, it'd be cool. He's to so meet cool. Hang with Hez, hang in with Hezbollah. We should, we should do <laughs> a segment. Hang with Hezbollah. <laughs> and see if we could get, get him on. Even though I wouldn't oh. know what the hell he's saying. But that'd be fine. His yeah, he doesn't sound like Rush. He doesn't sound like Reno either. He's he's got some. No, I don't know what that accent is. Dagestan. I don't know what uh, language. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. If is it's it actually real... called Russian or like you know like I don't even know. I, don't, I mean, maybe it's, it's a specific. Like Chinese isn't real, right? It's Mandarin, isn't it? Right, it's Mandarin. Like, and then they have the different dialects. Mandarin. Yeah. So it could maybe it's a dialect of Russian. I don't know, but, but it's definitely know. a Cyrillic language. I know that. Whatever he speaks sounds very Cyrillic. So yeah, he's the man, though. Yeah, he's, he's very, very cool. So shout out to Hasbula. I know you. Hasbula, we but, love uh, you. So Pete, since since Thanksgiving, what are y'all doing this year? Are you cooking? Mom cooking? Family? No, cooking? we go we go we go spend time with family, so we don't cook, which is great. Um, and uh, you know, we do we just eat and we have fun and good times. So typical spread. Um, I'm big on the uh, turkey necks, as everybody knows. Yes, I, pre- I eat next wings, and uh, my aunt Marilyn makes some creamed onions, um, Irish creamed onions. So I eat nice. that. That's yeah, with my mashed potatoes and my stuffing. It's I, I'm pretty much a basic bitch when it comes to the Thanksgiving plate, but um, <laughs> it's and classic. Do you, do, you, do. 
do you guys mix in any Italian flair for this Thanksgiving, or do you guys not? I don't do, think I mean, so, to be honest with you. I think no? this is like we try to be like pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I feel like that's we're very boring when it comes to Thanksgiving. We save it all for Christmas Eve. That's true. Well, that, I do know about the Christmas Eve, but yeah. I I do have some friends who some Italian friends of mine who do all the turkey stuff, but they always they like if you're Italian, you always have pasta. So um, have yeah, there's I mean, there's probably. I, there's, it's probably there. I I honestly don't eat it because it's like okay, know, I want, right. I want the turkey. I'm a big stuffing and mashed potatoes guy. Actually, like Thanksgiving for me is more about the sides. Yeah, I, I agree. Because you know, I go after wings and necks, so like there's not a whole lot of meat there. Right. No, I agree that the best thing about Thanksgiving is usually the side dishes. So whether you, like my mom makes candied yams, which everyone oh, likes. my mother's too. Yeah, side she dishes, side those. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and creamed onions, like you said, my sister makes those. So that's another thing I'd never eat only around Thanksgiving. I'd never yeah, eat Yeah, my man only makes them on holidays. So I appreciate so, it. So, yeah. So, like, we'll be doing this same thing. My sister's having it and she's um, she's getting the turkey actually made from this uh, Italian meat store and they prep it for you and everything. You just need to cook it. So, we'll be doing that um on thursday i'm and of pretty course, sure we're doing a regular turkey every once in a while we, we they get crazy to do the deep fried turkey you know like oh speaking of deep fried or not deep fried but speaking of different kind of turkeys our friend of the program steve helm told me he's having a cajun turkey this steve year steve helm takes a talk like this gonna have me a cajun turkey <laughs> on thanksgiving let me tell you what people talk about my accent but i tell you what that's real Love Steve. So he actually asked me if you were going to do his his accent every show. So Steve, there you go. Pete did. You mentioned his name. It's just going to be like Steve. I'm just talking like this. Not Peter from my accent, but it's real. So there you go, man. Uh, but he also invited me to come have some Cajun turkey, dude. If I lived in Texas, I would go because that yeah, sounds fantastic. I'd love to hang out with Steve more often. There's just a big time difference between yeah. towns. And let's just yeah, be able to take a while to get there. But take I a little while for us. I can't really drive to Steve's. <laughs> <laughs> it's about an eighteen-hour trip, I believe. I think that because I drove back from Dallas with my friend right after nine eleven. It was a month after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. He was coming back to New York, and we drove back from that. I believe it was about an eighteen-hour trip, maybe that twenty-two like hours. I forget. But yeah, it was long. It was a long trip. That's so. a lot of gasoline. Yes, at a time when gas was a little cheaper than it is now. But yes. Uh, it was a long, long trip. So, all right, guys. So we're going to get into the news. Uh, a lot happened. A lot has happened since we last spoke. Uh, and we're going to, yeah, which is crazy because a lot has actually happened in a week. (laughs) So we're going to, but we're going to start with, uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever a little bit more on that because, well, Pete, have you seen it yet? No, I was going to go see it yesterday, but I, I didn't. I'm okay. sorry. That's okay. No, whatever. It's fine. We're not we're not getting into the actual film, so we're gonna just talk. But we'll talk a little bit about the creation. We've heard a lot of different things about it. And Ryan Coogler recently did an interview with Uprocks magazine. Well now website, but it used to be a magazine. Uh <laughs> and where he talked about the creative process and what it was like. Why the big thing I took from him is why they didn't want to recast or why they didn't really consider mm. it. Uh, he kind of went into it and in saying like, I he understands why a lot of people think we they, they should have recast, but he says you don't understand what it was like losing him and being on set with him and how creative, how much he was involved in creative process and how the whole cast and crew felt that loss and bringing someone else into that to play the same character would have just been impossible at the time. 
because they were already in production for for the movie. And we also found out that Bozeman had a lot of impact, a lot of input on what the second one was going to be. So that's the part of the interview that I took the most from. So, Pete, what did you think of hearing his explanation as to why they didn't recast? I mean, I get it. I totally get it. And it seems like it actually would have been impossible. Right. Um, I hope when I see the movie, I still feel the same. I don't know what, if seeing the movie, I'll, 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 I'll switch. But I mean, I, I you can't. I mean, it's family, and it's tough to just kind of replace family like that. You know, like it, it would have been just. Uh, it you don't even try it. You just don't even want to try it, really. Like, yeah. Especially when you're that far deep in production, you can't do it. You're the only thing you can do is really pivot. Right. Yeah, he said it was like a week before he passed. They had a like a really deep conversation about yeah. about it. So I could imagine what that must have been like um, to get that news. And because he, he once again said that he was he wasn't going to do it for what we, which we had reported before. He was like, yeah, it was a very, very strong possibility. I wasn't going to do this movie. Um, he also goes into a little bit more about Namor and Namor, however you want to say his name. Uh you go a little bit about that and the whole thing, why they didn't go to Atlantis because of Aquaman being out there just out of respect to the audience who watched it. I guess not. He didn't want to confuse them. That's the stuff I really found the most interesting, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I think this is weird that Marvel does this. Like they did it with Captain Marvel and they changed things because they didn't want to compare it to Green Lantern. And then they changed Namor because they didn't want to compare it to Aquaman. I'm going to be honest, like here. They should not be afraid of anything that DC does. They just, <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden, like they're like, "Oh, we can't do this with these two characters." Like you guys literally are the biggest name in the game. What do you care? Like if you pretty much do it, you're pretty much just going to own it, and the, everyone's going to, th- you know, like everyone thinks Thanos came before Darkseid. Let's be honest. Like you know, right. meanwhile, it's, you know, the other way around. Yes, I just, I just, I don't get it. Like, what are you afraid of? I think it might be more of a filmmaker respect thing. Like he doesn't want to infringe upon James Wan. He probably has a good relationship with James Wan and he doesn't want to go there with that. I don't think it has anything to do so much with that. And again, with the audience, James Wan didn't create Aquaman. So like, what you're not offending James Wan, but that's his movie. I know that interpretation of Aquaman is his interpretation. So it was interesting. That was another interesting thing. The guy um, who did the article, he had a, he has vast, Mike Ryan's his name, he had vast comic book knowledge. Uh, <laughs> he was it's a good article, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a very good article. He, he definitely knew where he was coming from with a lot of these questions. So, uh, yep, they talked about keeping the wings on the feet, the, on his ankles and, mm. you know, keeping the arrogance of the character. And you'll see, Pete, when you see the movie, all this stuff is very much there. Uh, it's very much part of. The only uh, thing missing is Sue Storm. The character, yeah, which they mentioned, which the interviewer mentions as well. That's like um, my big thing. Like, I definitely so. want to see Namor try to steal Sue Storm at some point in the MCU. Like, it would I be know cool. I, I, Disney would never do it, <laughs> dude. If we'll see if, if if Deadpool three comes off, maybe they'll do it. Maybe, we'll see what they'll be able well, to push. Deadpool, yeah, Deadpool. You 3. know, if they pull that, and off, apparently there's good. a new Alien movie in production too. So we'll see what goes down with that. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I'm very interested to see what Disney does with their 20th century projects. Me too. That's and one of those, one of those weird, where it's, it's their product, but it's also a 20th century. Like it's, you know, like it's still a 20th century Fox thing. Like mm-hmm. it started there. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, the creative team's the same. Yeah. So. yeah no, it's so interesting. 
Yep. So. so it's going to be interesting to see how that happens and how that unfolds. But one of the characters that we do see in um, A Wakanda Forever, which you'll see, is, of course, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She does. She is in the movie. And She's in everything. Yes. And she, as we know, will be responsible for bringing together Marvel's Thunderbolts, which, of course, is similar to the Suicide Squad for DC. It's their team of losers. Now, this makeup of the team is a little bit different. It's not uh, traditionally what we have in the comic books. Yeah, it's always different. Yep. Because of right now, there's no um, Baron Zemo's not in it. Uh, So we don't know. Again, he might be because he's still around. We know if you saw Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know he's still around. So Mm -hmm. he might pop up. But as of now, we don't know. So as the team that we do have is Ghost, U.S. Agent. Yelena Belova, obviously, the new Black Widow, Taskmaster, Red Guardian, and the Winter Soldier. So I love it. I can't wait for dude. I'm so pumped for this. And David Harbour. Like, this is like first of all, I love Ant-Man of the Lost. So the ghost back is like a huge thing for me because I thought she was a cool ass villain. She was. So I'm I'm really pumped for this. It's got the best of the best, to be honest. This is man, I haven't been this stoked. I mean, this has got me She-Hulk excited. This Thunderbolt show. Okay, I'm not like a Thunderbolts fan, but I'm excited because it's well, it's because of who the team is made up of, more or less, because of than what the the then I'm a fan of like the comic books, you know. But She-Hulk was hyped up because of the comic. Um, but like, I'm I'm not hyped for this because I just think they're all badass. Like, I love Yelena; she's amazing, and I just I I think she's gonna kick some ass and. Winter Soldier's in it, like you said, and I like Taskmaster. I, I like everybody involved. Like I'm so hyped for this. Yeah, this is one of the ones, the two, that I'm very much looking forward to. And Harbor goes into a little bit more. It's talking about, like, he says they're the losers. Yeah, uh, that was funny. I was like, ah, loser. <laughs> so he talks and says they're pretty much that. They keep messing up their lives and keep getting things wrong. Uh, this sounds which, like so much fun. Yes. It sounds very peacemaker-like, right? Like loser messing up my yeah. life. I'm running, over, running around trying not to die. Like it sounds like that. Like, yeah, bring it on. Let's go. Yeah. So again, this is a uh, this is coming. I believe probably next year or maybe early 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie's coming out, so look forward to it, guys, because this is going to be. Uh, it's if you like, I'm going to say if you like Suicide Squad, you'll probably like probably like this one. Uh, going forward. Speaking of. Suicide Squad. We all know James Gunn obviously directed the Suicide Squad, and we all mm-hmm. know that he is now the DC boss, but he is also still has to finish his Marvel obligations with the holiday special and, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Can, have you seen these, the, the shit he's been catching on Twitter by some idiots? About these things? Uh, by like promoting the Guardian stuff while. No, he's like, I haven't. These- oh, yeah. He's been, I mean, well, you've been dealing with your own zaddies on Twitter this past week. This is um, true. This is true. But uh, yeah, no, there have been some morons out there telling him he can't promote Marvel stuff. I was like, give me a break. I hate this. I hate these dumb people. <laughs> they're so stupid. These they're, they're not like these aren't even like zaddies. They're just morons. Well, there's a like, different level of moron, but you know. Yeah, I mean, there are there are people, there are respectful guy people in that group who just liked his interpretation and wanted to see it continue. And then you have the ones who are just over the top and and you know, yeah, disgusting. so he's been catching he's been catching some so. shit because he's been promoting Guardians Three in the holiday special from you know scumbags. Yes, yeah, so he talks about they he did an interview with THR where he talks about how they added Kevin Bacon, um, which is amazing. 
<laughs> yes, it was pretty cool how they added him to the to the uh, cast of, of obviously the Holly the Hollywood special. Jesus Christ, the holiday special. Uh, yeah, so it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so and Kevin Bacon, <clears throat> the the line in the trailer where it says introducing Kevin Bacon, apparently that was a big laugh for him. <laughs> well, did you hear who the backup was if Kevin Bacon couldn't make it? It was in the oh, article. Did I? I probably is MC it. Hammer. No, MC Hammer was the backup plan. Yeah, he was no. like, I don't know, MC Hammer. Like that was oh. <laughs> So, like that was the backup plan was MC Hammer. Like there, I guess there's like a, a list of, of like just who would look more ridiculous. I guess in this scenario, like of celebrities, like in the yeah. Guardian special. So number two, either way, it wouldn't be cool. Like, can you imagine I, the sequel should be now? I want the sequel to feature MC Hammer. Like, that, like I want that too. Like I'm, I'm going to be really greedy here and like, yeah, he should do another holiday special with Hammer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they. He does talk. They do say like if they couldn't get Kevin Bacon, who would they? Yeah, who would they have replaced him with? And he said he didn't know BBMC Hammer. Uh, that would be funny. <laughs> Come on, if they had him in have a time. Especially if they had him in the pants, the parachute pants, and yeah. Come on, oh my god, it would be it would be incredible. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the one we're getting now is amazing to begin with, but uh, you know what could be. Yes, and he says that the holiday special. He he explains that the holiday special is very wacky and insane, and uh, it's very fun. It's a very fun type of take. They Isn't that what you expect? Oh, of course, yeah. Um, you know, and they they introduce apparent the Cosmo the space dog, and uh, you know, they, they there's a lot of things that's going to be that are going to be released in the holiday special that are going to be we're going yeah, to see in volume. It's kind of like a prequel. Yeah, which yeah. sounds weird. To say that because it's essentially a sequel, you know, you know, but it's like he's like, it goes right into the fourth movie, a third movie. So, yeah, he also talks about the the music, um, for mm-hmm. it, and how the group that he picked, uh, old ninety sevens, are actually in the movie as the band, and he was writing a song to put it, which I didn't know. I didn't know he writes the music. He wrote the music for this thing, but apparently he wrote the lyrics to the songs in in this as well. That's interesting. Um, I know you said right? it was in Slither. Yeah. So he put it at the end of Slither, and then he said he started writing the song for the beginning of the holiday special called I Don't Know What Christmas Is. And then the lead singer from Old 97's, Rhett, he asked him to help him, and then he's like, yeah. And then they, act, they just kind of threw him into it. He was like, why don't you play the band? And they were like, nah, I don't know. And then they did it. So that was pretty cool. Uh, to hear that, I mean, I wish I knew someone like that. I could get thrown into a, <laughs> into a movie just for helping them with something. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, but that was well, fun to hear. It's interesting because like James Gunn always has got something going on with music in his movies. You know, like, yes, the soundtracks are almost just as great as his movies are. Like the soundtracks, right. well, are he, so, yeah, so. even with Peacemaker, right? It's, like even, yeah, yeah, Peacemaker, all of them. It's just like so. This is like not anything new that he's like so in tune with the music that he can get a band to, you know, perform a song and get on there. And I know the makeup look cool. You know, the costumes look awesome. So I look forward to seeing it in the show, but uh, yeah, no, James got involved with music. Like that's just, that's an automatic W for me. Yeah. It's still crazy. that He said he wrote the screenplay in three hours. <laughs> like uh, so- I'm sure, I'm sure he, like, he, he was just in one of those creative moments and it was just flowing. And it was just, it just freaks me out when these people, how talented they are. Like, I remember watching, I think it I'm was I'm sure something... he says the same thing about you when you're pumping scarecrows. Oh, please. <laughs> He's like, man, that Eric, you can really stuff him. 
I remember, I think it was Timbaland. I was watching a special on Timbaland. With Timbaland. Yeah. And he, um, no, I wasn't with him. I was watching it. Watching it. He was doing a special. <laughs> and it was, no, it was a JG special, Jay-Z special. And he did, I think, for Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Uh-huh. And he like was just playing around with the 808 machine. And he does this beat and he goes, how's that? And it was the, it's actually the song, the beat that they use in the song. And he did it That's in like funny. 10 seconds. So he showed you that while you're watching the documentary about him. That's dope. That's <laughs> yes. Cool. Yes. That's you know, cool. me and Timbo go way back. We go ah, way back. The coli. It's, a, it's good... a title that carries many responsibilities. It does. You have to, you know, you have to pay respect to the proper people and then people have to come see you and talk to you about your, things. You're Ringenstein. It could be a little tough. It could be a little, a little tough and overwhelming, but you know, the whole slogger. That's the that's the cross I bear, I guess. Yeah. All right. So there was an interesting little study that was done, and this was a fascinating article to read. Uh, I was like kind of mind blown by it. You know, I was, yeah. like, I, I was like, this is going to be fun. I was like, this people are going to have things to say about this. Yeah. So it was very, very interesting. They did a study of about 5000 entertainment and gaming fans between, 13, between the ages of 13 and 54 years old on the fan platform called Fandom. And they got a little, they broke it down into the type of people who watch these things. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, basically, you have your really hardcore guys who do whatever the hell for a specific IP. And then you have the people at the end who are just like dabblers and want to watch things and come in and out of not not get too involved. Um, so it was a little weird to see uh, the breakup in this specific thing was a little bit weird to me. So... 81% of Marvel fans will watch anything released in the Marvel franchise, but only 67 of DC fans would do the same. And then conversely, just 38% of Marvel fans say they're focused on specific superheroes rather than the entire MCU compared to 57% of DC fans who care about one or two super superheroes rather than the full Batman. DC universe. Well, yeah, I think that's pretty much Batman. <laughs> and uh, they talked about the fatigue Um which is another thing, which I thought it was kind of weird that they mentioned it because they say, yes, there's a high percentage of fans that's suffering from fatigue, but then they still say they go to watch it anyway. Well, <laughs> I think they're t- like someone like me, like fatigue is like iron heart, right? Like, am I really going to watch Ironheart? Right. Like, yeah. am, am I going to pass that one up? You know, like I don't watch Sandman. I know that's I right. should, I know it's great, I, I, but it's not a show I have time for. So yeah. like I haven't you know I haven't watched like like I don't know Iron Fist season three. you know what I'm saying like I, I there's certain shows where I don't finish because like yeah is it really worth it yeah as much as I do watch you know and you know I but I'll watch Batwoman because that's just you know Gotham City stuff like that appeals to me way more you know like more than like in right. Iron Fist so if I'm gonna watch a bad TV show. I'll watch one bad TV show over and over. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I guess like fatigue, that could be something like that. Um, but they've been talking about superhero fatigue and I get nervous about it myself. Cause like one day it's going to happen and we just, we're not there yet, but they've been talking about superhero fatigue forever, but all it does is dominate the box office. Even movies that don't dominate like black Adam, it just holds the spot until something like black Panther comes around and then steals everyone else's money. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Even, there's just always a superhero movie at the box office. Like, when was the last time there wasn't? It was a pandemic, sure. right? Yeah. So, from one brand or another. And it seems to be the fatigue seems to come in how much content you're getting in a specific time frame. So, like, they were focused pretty much on a year, a year, mm-hmm. and, the, 
and they said it was 36% for Marvel fans think that there's too much released in a year as opposed to 20 20% for DC fans. Uh, but I think that's probably has to do with the fact that DC at least, I mean, sorry, no disrespect to the CW, but the quality of probably of the television isn't as good. Um, so they probably, many people probably don't watch it, uh, as much as they, people watch the Marvel shows on Disney plus. So that's just my read on the situation, but. The cool thing, and I laughed when they said this because I thought of you guys. It says DC fans are twenty percent more likely than Marvel fans to buy products, collectibles, clothes, even superhero-inspired menu items. So I know all of you guys are big collectors. <laughs> There's just a lot of DC merch to buy. Like I don't, I see way more DC merch than I do Marvel stuff. I do too. I see a lot yeah. of Spider-Man stuff. Not a whole lot of Marvel stuff. And I don't know if that's because like there's rights issues that are still not cleaned up since the nineties or whatnot. Like I, I just don't know. But like I see tons and Marvel action figures are way more expensive than the McFarlands right now. Like I, I know there's people like Javi who buy hot toys, but that's a different animal. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm in like Target and stuff, you know, I, I there are the cheaper versions of like Marvel action figures and toys, but like I see way more DC stuff. I see DC matchboxes. You know, like I see stuff like that. You know, there's other other things that kids get into. Right. I see way more DC stuff um, than I do Marvel. But Spider-Man's very popular, so I see a lot of Spider-Man things when I'm in the toy aisles. I think now, that it probably has a lot to do with it, too, <clears throat> that yeah. Batman and Superman are DC products, right? And wrong, like, there's a lot of Superman so. toys. I see Superman yeah. toys. He, while he may have trouble getting a movie, I see Superman toys all over the place. <laughs> all, I really do. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna come back to that that movie thing later, but um, I did think this article, guys. If you haven't read it, you can obviously link to it on our on any of our social media. Sites it's really gonna make you think about some things because it's like it does wow. how they break, especially how they break down the fans and what they're used to, what like what they would um. Like you've watch. seen those dumb idiot zaddies post their stupid graphs that make no sense. All these graphs make sense. Like these are real graphs. Like we should show this to that those people. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We should. And also the um, it's only again it's only five thousand it's five thousand people so it's still relatively a small. It's just um, a cool breakdown. Yeah, but it's it's just cool to have some kind of uh study done on something like this because I think it's fascinating uh, that people are actually interested in these kinds of things. So again, guys, it's an article on Variety. If you guys want to check it out, go to our, any of our social medias and and read it there. All right, so we have some good news coming from for award season from. From uh, the DC Universe, uh, Michael Giacchino has got a Grammy nomination for the Batman score, uh, which is well-deserved. It's a fantastic score. Uh, it fits the movie uh, very, very well. And uh, yeah, so I the first thing I came to my head, though, it would be cool now if he got an Emmy nomination for, um, for, Werewolf, by for Werewolf by Night. Like, that would be cool. Does he have an Oscar? He's got to have an Oscar. He's I got don't a- know. He's got to win Best Soundtrack or something at the Oscars at some point. I don't know. He might. He's very talented. If he didn't, I'd be surprised. Or at least I'm sure he was nominated. Um, I think it's great. I love the score. I mean, I definitely have grown to love the score. I remember the. It took me a while to get into the first song. Like I liked it, but you know, Mm -hmm. compared to like Elfman's music, which I've been listening to for like 20 years, right? You know. Um, which still might be my favorite, probably is. Uh, but Giacchino's score was great, well deserved, well earned. Um, I look forward to what he brings in the future. And I mean, whether it's behind the lens or behind the uh, uh, or in front of an orchestra, uh, you know, he's proven himself very talented. So 
Yeah, I think specifically um, when I didn't love it at first when I first heard it, but then when I saw the movie, gum, it gum, made a lot of sense. Gum. Like the score got better for me once I saw the film. So, Eric Holzman. Congratulations. Congratulations to him. Eric Holzman. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Yeah. I'm the Coli. God, I'm gonna regret that. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So, <clears throat> moving right along, uh, we have another bit of little bit of news coming. So, the Adventures of Batman animated series, which predates like everything, <laughs> is uh, yeah. You know, I think yep. this is awesome. Yeah, we're um, getting a Blu-ray in 2023, guys. So, if you've been waiting for this one, um, there you go. It's coming. I think. I'm going to pop it up here on my iTunes here. I think I have an old Batman animated show. I wonder if it's the same thing digitally. I remember I used to watch these actually on DC Universe because they used to have all that stuff. That's when DC yeah, Universe did. was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm excited. If I don't notice already, I'll definitely pick it up. But the, like, I like these early cartoons. I think Casey Kasem is Robin. I hope this is. The, I hope that's the right one. Um, yes. The one that I own is called The New Batman Adventures. I wonder if that is. Uh, what's, what's the title of this one being released? This is just the Adventures of Batman. The Adventures of Batman. Oh, so maybe, but whatever. Like, I'm just excited. Like, I love it when these old cartoons are released, and they haven't been released. Uh, I feel like since uh, uh, DC Universe was around, so I'm glad to have them back. I definitely like to pick them up, and like, it's cool. These are this is like you know, before Batman was huge, huge, right? Like, yeah, there's 34 episodes in the collection. Uh, so they have that. There's that for you guys. It premiered on September 14th, 1968. Um, it had the rogues gallery, so you had Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, Riddler, Scarecrow, Dollman, Mad Hatter, and Simon the Pie Man. <laughs> Ooh. Let's so this get is him like in- a se- this is a sequel to the show, I feel. Yeah, it's right after that time, so yeah. Because yeah. I think the Batmobile is the same. I think Adam no. West is even Batman. No, no, Olan Soleil does Batman's voice. Oh, he's on Olan Soleil? Okay, yeah. then, ba- then I think Adam West does not in the new Batman adventure. At some point, Adam West did animated Batman. Yes, he did in, yes, the one that they released like five years ago. Okay. Six years ago, whenever, yeah, I remember he was in the, with that one. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, guys, so if you guys are into this, um, if you're into this show, it's going to be on Broadway. If you're not into it, but you're just a collector of all things Batman, it's coming. It's coming in... F- We'll be released on February 28th of next year, 2023. So I'm excited. Out. So I'm look out for that. I like this stuff. Yeah. I think it, I love all those old cards. Like I'm a super friends guy and this is kind of the, the same guy does the voice. So I, I okay. love all this stuff. So yeah, so it would be, that'd be, this might be something I, I grab as well. And, and is this, I know Bill says it's his Kevin Conroy. Would you compare it to that? Well, not for me, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see why people would say that, sure. I mean, he did the voice again for Super Friends, and he did the voice for this show. So if you, you know, you know him, you you know the voice. You hear it in your head. I even think he did the voice for the Scooby-Doo episodes as well. Oh, hello, so, Ryan Lauer. So, yeah, so you know the voice. You If you heard it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's it. So I'll look out for that, guys. It's coming. And this should be a fun little thing to add to your collection. Definitely. One thing that is going though that we learned is, of course, to a very, 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 very sad is Stargirl. Uh, we know mm-hmm. that we, as we told you on the last show, it is not being renewed. Season three will end, and 
It's um, star Breck Basinger said it will offer beautiful closure, but they actually had shot two endings uh, in case it got picked up. So um, Basinger says that she said it on the Wayne Ayers podcast. She said that uh, the unused cliffhanger ending for the, that would have ended season three might wind up on a DVD set. So you might see it in the future. But yeah, there was two different endings shot. And uh, more, the more I read about this stuff, uh, <laughs> I just kind of get more upset because this show was actually very, very good. But um, Jeff Johns apparently went the extra mile and shot the two innings just in case. So, what do you think? Uh, I'm kind of, you know, it's like you know, I you know, I really adore the show. Um, maybe it'll get picked up somewhere, or maybe it's like I said. At least I want to see it. You know, it'd be cool to see it, like what they tease, because you never know; it may come back. Uh, you know, it's just it's just bummed. It's like probably my favorite superhero show right now. Would you buy the Blu-ray DVD set to see the other ending, or just look for it? Yeah, it's really uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would buy it with the hopes that maybe you know I, I could zaddy it out, and you know, <laughs> enough people do right. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, if they actually, uh, there's a little clip to the podcast on on the 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 website that we got it from, and. I feel bad for her. She seems bummed out about it. And I guess I would be too, if I was her. So. Yeah. She's like, oh, bummer. But like, it's cool. Yeah. I'm still happy with the three seasons and I'm glad they were able to do a definite, like a definitive ending. So. Yeah. Uh, The fact that, you know, you're going to get, we're going to get an ending that's cut and dried and, you know, we could be happy with, hopefully it pays respects to everything they did on the show. It usually does. So. We'll see so where it goes. I'm not really that upset, but, uh, you know, like, it's just, uh, it's a bummer. Yep. So, we it would not be a show if we did not bring this guy up in, in some form or fashion. So, of course, I'm talking about Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav. He's amazing. Uh, <laughs> he's great. Zaslav's amazing. He's, he's the best. Yes. So, he goes to talk about, I, I think it was at a recent... Um, marketing or no is that a conversation with rbc to on tuesday morning where he talked about the state of things with warner brothers uh what's going on um he's pe- he's pessimistic with advertising and all this other stuff noting that you know but uh, he's happy the nba and nhl are back yes <laughs> yes he's happy that they're back uh he talks about it's weaker than it was during covid but obviously that makes sense advertising uh, and when people aren't sitting home and have nothing to do you probably advertising probably takes more of <laughs> so uh but they specifically talked about dc of course being led now by james gunn and peter safran and he says they're coming close to the end of finishing a bible for dc an entertainment term for a document roadmap that outlines key characters and plot points I think over the next few years you're going to see a lot of growth and opportunity around dc there's not going to be four batmans and, and so part of our strategy is to drive the hell out of DC, which James and Peter are going to do. I think they've thrilled the fans. I think they're going to throw you over a period of time. So that was his quote. Uh, I think it was very interesting. Uh, I think it's interesting that he pointed out there's not going to be four Batmans, uh, which is very good news because that probably would be a little bit too much. <laughs> but I joked. I said, maybe just two. We got three. <laughs> yeah. So, 
What did you think of that comment, Pete? What, what it, like reading between the lines and the tea leaves? What do you think? It, it, it tells me that like what he's been saying since day one. He wants his MCU. He wants right. a single universe stories told within that, and uh, you know, I, I think he's going to try to do it at some point. Like yeah. you know, the, it seems like. And then if you, there's another article from Deadline that says Gunn's going to hand in his plan in two months. Yes, that was. So, I was going to get to that, but yes. You know, you know, just it's 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 coming. Like it's out there. He he's got an idea of what he wants to do. So you know, I know things are being leaked right now. So <laughs> either you don't pay attention to them, or you know, you disregard them. But you know, yep. he, there, there's an idea out there, and we know he's been meeting with various people. So that's why things are getting leaked. Like a lot more people know about what's going on than not. Like I know he's going to Twitter saying nobody knows, but if they're having meetings with writers about a Superman movie and this movie, like there's, it, there's more than two people that know what's going on. There just is. There has to be. I, I they're, think they're, they're planning it out right now. If he's going to hand, if he's going to hand in his whole, if he's going to hand his assignment in two months, he's already started it. Right. Like, let's just put it down to like basic terms. I mean, obviously it's not just him and Saffron locked in a room having a conversation and no one's, yeah, but he's, that's what he's saying on Twitter. He's like, don't believe anything. It's just me and Peter. Like that's, that's, he's saying that on Twitter, but it's not, it's not true. Like they're meeting with people about various things. That's why things are getting leaked because more people know what's going on now. Right. But I do think whatever they finally decide is between those two, but you're right. They are talking. Yes. They are talking to a bunch of different people. So if someone gets wind of something that was discussed, mm -hmm. that might make it out and get leaked. And that's why people start speculating yeah. and jumping, you know, whether wondering what the like hell over, does yeah, that like, mean? You know, if things get lost when you play telephone. So like, of course, not, yeah, yeah, of course. I just, well, people are just, you know, citing one way or another. I'm just saying, you know, seven bucks. <laughs> that's an inside joke, guys. Seven bucks. The person out there no. knows what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, seven bucks is on the line, guys. That's all I'll say. Uh, seven dollars <laughs> is on the line with all this news. Zaslav, let's go back really quick because he actually talked about HBO Max kind of extensively, uh, where he said that they lost about three billion. I think he hates HBO Max. I do too. Reading this piece, like this is basically what he says. They're right sizing he hates it. And he says, our whole library went on HBO Max and we weren't selling any of it, but it was all on there. Now, all that could have worked, but we looked at it and we said, most of this is not being watched or we don't think anybody is subscribing because of this. We can sell it not exclusively to somebody else. Look at this huge library we have. So that's why, guys, when you heard that the, the new Batman animated series wasn't going here, he just said the why. Because they need to make money off of these things by selling them to other uh, services. So there you go. That's the answer. He uh, hates HBO Max. He hates I do, I don't think he likes streaming services, period. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and Discovery has one too, Discovery Plus, which I know a lot of people watch. Well, now he's got two. That's the problem. He, he doesn't want right. one. He's got two. I do think, I do kind of agree with him in that respect, though, where he said that, you know, we had everything on there and, you know, it's so much content that you, we could do better with it in other ways. We could do more than in other ways. He's basically so, saying they made more money renting stuff to Netflix. They, they, that's exactly what he's saying. Yes. That's basically that's why the CW just, will stay there and not make its way over to HBO Max. In I my opinion. That's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if if Gotham Knights is a hit, which I don't know. We don't that's have to see it yet. Threat. What? What? <laughs> it's not going to be a hit. Stop. 
It'll be watchable. What's that going to get hit? <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. You hate you. After the first season of Gotham, I said this show is done, and it lasted four more seasons. That's so you never know. Man. You never know what's gonna what's gonna resonate with the fans. But uh, if it's a hit, that's probably staying on the CW. It's not coming over HBO Max. So Pete mentioned uh, Superman, and that was probably the biggest news of the weekend. We, the one with the most recent. We just got it. I believe it was on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news came um, on the wrap that Henry Cavill Superman doesn't. Big news doesn't usually get dropped on like it's usually like bullshit. You know they do the Friday news dump because everyone's going right. to forget it by Sunday afternoon because of football. Right, and if you piece it together with everything that we heard, we've heard Gunn say now, it kind of makes a little sense. Uh, so we all were happy when Henry Cavill did that little video. It was like, hey, I'm back as Superman. I'll be playing him in the future. But uh, how? But yes, we didn't really know what that meant. And as of right now, apparently, it doesn't include a movie. Uh, at least if you believe the well, not believe, but if you read what uh, the rap article says. Uh, so it's kind of like out there now in the universe that nothing, he's not going to get a movie, which I don't think we know one way or another. Uh, I do think, is it possible? Sure. I think as of right now, he's a cameo. Yeah. As of right now, exactly. As of right now, he's shot a cameo for a a, a flash flash. Yes. As you're right. As of right now, from what we know, and what we're being told, there's no progress on any kind of film, even though that had been leaked that they were looking for a producer and a writer. I'm sure they still are. Yes. But basically no one's been hired, I guess. That's right. basically and it and it might not be for Cavill. Let's be honest. It might not. Um Amy Adams recently spoke at the Disenchanted Red Carpet. They asked her about playing, returning as Lois Lane, and she mentioned about she said, "Oh, it's exciting that Henry's back. He played. He was a wonderful Superman. He's very excited." But she also said he at the interviewer specifically asked her about returning as Lois, and she said, "No one's contacted me yet." Which why wouldn't they? Superman needs a Lois, right? You think right. that? Could they recast? Sure, but if he's just shooting cameos, they don't need Lois. Right, and if it was going to be a connection from Man of Steel, why wouldn't she be there? Right. Why wouldn't they ask her? So, yeah, it's kind of murky, guys. It's, I mean, I'm. I hope he comes back. I we would like to see him. Then get again, like shot. actors deny roles all the time. So yes, yeah, like it's just a lot. I think the excitement with that video that was produced and everything, his cameo in Black Adam, and everything that happened. Uh, I think got everyone putting the cart before the horse and we were just thinking well of no. course. <laughs> but as of now there's nothing concrete being done about a cavill superman um and as we do know as well also the flash is intended to reboot and reset everything so if even so though he probably Aquaman, makes his final appearance in the flash maybe if if it stays as is then that would be my guess Right, I mean, even though was, Aquaman comes after Affleck's swan song, so maybe it's Cavill's as well. Yeah, like I don't know what it's going to mean because now Aquaman comes after the Flash, at least as is presently set up. Um, unless the Flash gets moved again, which I definitely could see. Uh, so yeah, I mean, why not? They move everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be like you know, I'm not going to be up, up at arms like some people about it. 
Well, now I want to see the damn thing. Like, I'm going to be upset if if we don't see this damn movie. <laughs> I'm going to be really upset we'll if we don't see, see this damn Flash movie. We'll uh, because it's to the point now where we, we've been hearing about this thing forever. It's almost been in production as long well, as Black Adam was in production. Like, I feel like it's been that, <laughs> that long. I, so, I agree. It's, it's, been a, it's been a wait, but uh, it's this summer, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be in July, I think. Okay. It's coming right. July. Yeah, so just thinking about all of this, like now, uh, and this is just my question to you because we haven't really spoken about this. Uh, what is your confidence level in DC films at the moment? Not Again, we don't know what Gunn and Saffron are going to release. So just at this point right now. I'm, I'm very confident they're going to make movies. I don't know what they're making, but I know they're <laughs> going to make movies. I'm confident in that. Like something will be made. Something will be on the screen. Um, we've got the movies in 2020. I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. Right. But I, I, well, I think we'll see movies in 2025. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. I, you know, I'm sure 2024 will be filled with the penguin. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, with everything else. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to get movies. No doubt. I have no idea what movies we're getting. Whether it's a Wonder Woman movie, a Green Lantern movie, or a Superman movie. Well, that was immediately my question. Like, Wonder Woman 3 is supposedly in development. So when I heard this, and I heard about their plan, and then people were like, there's not going to be holdovers. I'm like, well, what does that mean for Wonder Woman? Because apparently Maybe Wonder Woman's the last movie in this incarnation. Maybe. Before they do a clean slate reboot. That's possible. So just a lot of the t- a lot of the stuff that's out there right now. I'm kind of like, well, what what does that mean for that? Uh, is Aquaman two going to be the last one? Is Shazam two going to be the last one? Are we are that's is that the end for those? Oh yeah, when's Shazam come? I forgot about that one. March. Okay. Comes out in March. And then so it's Flash, Shazam, and Aquaman. No, Shazam, Shazam, Flash, and Aquaman. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Yep, Aquaman about a year from now around Christmas. Okay, it's I mean, if, if, if that's it, then like whatever. It seems like Warner Brothers does these movies in threes anyway. So, and then I I thought just just now you tie in what Momoa said about the dream come true thing last week. Is this is Aquaman two his last time playing Aquaman? He knows that already. Maybe then, the dream was to get Henry Cavill in Aquaman for a cameo. <laughs> oh, maybe that's possible. Maybe he, maybe he gets Superman in his own movie. Maybe that's the dream. Maybe he, maybe that's always been his dream as a kid to have a Superman in an Aquaman movie. I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's just funny because we were speculating like, oh yeah, Superman Lobo and Lobo can yeah. be Aquaman. And then a week later we're like, oh, everything's going to be redone. Like, <laughs> it sounds like they're just going to start over. So, so yeah, so two months. So happy new year pretty much is when we're going to get the news of <laughs> apparently within two months. Like, can you imagine? They're like, oh, okay, so what we what we're gonna do, guys, is we're just gonna do everything from square one. And I can't wait to see what Twitter's like. <laughs> I I'm taking a week off <laughs> from Twitter. I'm not gonna go wow. on there because that would be that. We're bringing just... George Clooney back. We're gonna continue Joel Schumacher's Batman, and we're gonna introduce it with Brandon Routh Superman from Superman Returns in the CW. And it's like it's gonna cause chaos. It is crazy. It just and uh, like. Shazam and, and Aquaman specifically because Safran is a producer on those and now he's co-running and I wouldn't think he'd want to end those franchises that he's probably yeah, happy. Well, maybe the plan was like Shazam 3 was with Black Adam because Black Adam's not doing so hot. They're going to scrap that. 
You know, it would make more sense to bring him into that then, that you could have both of them in the same movie. I guess, especially if Shazam 2 is a hit. Yeah. You know, because I feel like it made made good money for the production budget and its return and the critical reception that, you know, it's. Critical reception was high, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Shazam 2. I mean, maybe that's a dud to begin with. And maybe they're just like, oh, man, this sequel stinks. Black Adam underperformed. All right, this is done. You know, that could. I'm serious. You act like that's not a possibility. No, it is. Totally is. You know, like. With how reactionary Warner Brothers can be, I could see it happening, but like I have to see it happen first. We've we're only halfway there. We know Black Adam is not making the money that they wanted it to, and uh, you know it seems like The Rock isn't really promoting it as much either. He seems to really be heavily focused on the XFL now. I know yeah. dra- either the draft is happening or coming up or whatever, but that seems to be his main focus right now. So even he's kind of falling off the Black Adam wagon, you know. He, he he congratulated Black Panther, and now he's ready to draft some minor league football players. See, Bella has Bella's talking about it too now. <laughs> so. All right. So it's really going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds, guys, uh, moving forward. I'm very, very uh, interested to know what this plan is. I'm very, very interested to uh, hear it. I'm very, very interested to see the reaction. Of the, of the fans, no matter which way it goes, this is going to be a interesting couple of months. And uh, you know, we have Christmas time, supposed to be the fun time, fun fun time of the year. You know, you know, holiday time, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you you know take part in, whatever you celebrate, all this fun stuff. And then Happy New Year. Here's the plan. <laughs> well, I mean, Merry Christmas. All right there you go. But knowing Gun, knowing how Gun is with fans, I do think he wants to please people. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be just be interesting to hear what this final rundown is. It'd be nice. I don't have to hear about it anymore. People get their movies. That's true. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I wouldn't expect to hear any really big Batman news until after Matt Reeves is done. To be honest with you. Well, I mean. I, are we thinking that that's going to be part of because no. now they're talking right? No. I don't. No. I don't think no. so either. No, but well, because I think Reeves is. I feel like Reeves has just one story in his mind, like Nolan, and he's got right new parts, and I guess it's part of this Penguin thing, which probably you know whatever. But I, I feel like Reeves has a story to tell. It has an ending. So whether you want to call it Nolan two like some kind of idiot or whatever, but um, I, that's how I feel. So, like, after Reeves is done, which is, you know, it'll take some time, but it's cool. Save the best for last. Build everything up. Maybe make the Batman an urban legend within the connected universe, and you know, you, you can play off that, and then give him some kind of grand entrance like he should have, because he's the GOAT. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's their biggest IP, so yes, you'd want to... You don't want to not have him in this whatever expanded universe is going to be. Uh, that wouldn't make any kind of sense. So, but th- so, th- that's all I'm saying. Like, don't get upset. Like, where's the Batman? Like, calm down. We have Matt Reeves, Batman. Wait till it's done. Stop being an idiot. Yeah, I mean, maybe, like you said, maybe Batman will be the the cherry on on the Sunday at the end. Yeah, right. It'll just be the when they go through every little movie. Holzman on top. You know. You know, just a little bit. Just sprinkle, sprinkle, a sprinkle. Like, oh, air Holzman. Watch Air Holzman. Show what you working with. Air Holzman. Watch you. All right, mystical, calm down. You know, uh, yeah, 
So it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I'm, I kind of wish it would really, really sit now, but look, some, something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, what are you going to do? There's nothing to do. You got to just wait and say. Just, just wait. Like, I mean, this is just I'm, just, I'm just waiting. Yeah. You got the wait. Jets to watch today, you know, big game. I do, so. actually. I do have the Jets to watch, so I'm hoping that they win. Uh, if they win, they're in first place. Which Uh-oh, I can't believe that. This is big. I can't believe I'm saying that. So, yes. So that'll be that'll occupy the rest of my thoughts for the day. So what I are you gonna do if New England comes out and scores like forty in the first? Okay, that would be that might be a record <laughs> for points in a quarter. <laughs> so well, I'd be surprised. Up on the Jets. I'd be surprised from a number of levels if that happened. Just because I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that in football. I think the most points I've ever seen scored in a quarter is 30, I think. Uh, so that would be crazy. But all oh, the World Cup starts today as well. Uh, if you're fans of football or soccer, uh, whatever, however you want to sure. address yeah. it. So, guys, the World Cup is coming. Is the Caribbean series on? So, I don't even know what that is. I should show how much I'm into it. <laughs> Uh, I will watch. I do watch most international events, so I will watch the U.S. soccer games. Uh, what international events do you watch? Like, like I watch movies. No, I mean in in soccer. For soccer, so I like I like I watch the World Cup. I'm not a fan of MLS, but I'll watch the World Cup. You watch the whole World Cup. Yeah, you know, I'm not a UEFA fan. I don't watch the Premier League. I don't the European. Oh, you're not you're not a big fan of Manchester City. Yeah, I'm not like it's not my thing. But I will watch the international events because it's a patriotic thing, I guess. I wonder what Tom McClellan's favorite uh, Premier League team is. Probably wherever he's from. I I, I don't know where he's from, so that would, I don't that know exactly. I guess I know he's from London. Hip hip cheerio. No, he's from England. <laughs> Isn't London in England? Yes, but I don't know if he's from London. I thought he was like suburban London. London. Oh, London. Maybe. Is it Londinian? Would you be Londinian? I guess. Londonite? Nolanite? Londonite? I think he London. Likes that makes sense. I think Londinian. Londinian. I like the sound of that better. <laughs> you're, Ger- you're Germanian. No, I'm German. You're Germanian. <laughs> it's like you're Italian. Yeah, I'm Germanian. Italian. You're Germanian. Okay, I'm Germanian. Yeah. That's fine. Eric Holzmannstein. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, let's put a ball on this one. Cause all right, let's all, do it. We're all out. I'm done. I'm done. Oh wait, no, no, no. Let's one more Coaches. thing. Hasbula, Galactus. Not Hasbula, not Galactus. The we did get a trailer for the Legion of what is it again? Oh, Legion what? of Superheroes. Yeah, yeah Legion it's a cool of superheroes. story. She goes in, she meets the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, it looks like Grundy's in it, so we're gonna be, we're probably gonna watch it. Grundy is in it. Monel is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else did I notice? Superman. Oh, of course, Superman, Batman, of mm-hmm. course. So, he's cool. and Batman, of course, is being his antagonistic self from <laughs> the little clip that we see. I feel like every animated movie, Batman's an antagonistic person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, he's involved. So, all right, I'll see it. it. Looks, I'll check it out. It looks a little interesting. So yeah, guys, if um, Eric will do know, a review. If you haven't seen it, no, I won't. Um. He's not even gonna watch it. No, I might. He's I watched. Movie. I watched Green Lantern, the last one. Where's the review? I thought you were writing a review. Oh, I forget what it was. Why? I sure. Know. Write a review. No. Get it no. out there. No thanks. He's lazy. So, all right. 
So like I was saying, let's put a ball in this one. Pete. Uh, you can find me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Vero at Pete Illustrated. You go follow podcast number one, the podcast listen to now, straight at Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Join our Facebook group and our Facebook fan page. You go follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. I do that with Nicholas and Nico Caruso. That's Italians for Spidey on Twitter. At Team Yellow Oval on Twitter is a fun little side project I did. Thanks, Andy Muccietti, for listening to me. Um, uh, I'm on BatmanFilm.com. I'm on BatmanFilm YouTube. I'm everywhere. I'm on Mastodon for whatever stupid reason. Uh, everyone's doing that, uh, you know. And uh, oh, me and the Crusoes just did an episode yesterday, so we'll have a new one up this week. So listen to that Spider-Man show. That's fun. And I'm recording with Ryan Lauer later today because he's obsessed with me. Um, and that sounds about it. Ooxus. All right. And as you guys know, finally 33, spell finale 33 on Twitter. Same on Instagram. Check me out over there. If you're a fan of the New York Knicks, you want to interact with me on Twitter for my podcast called All Nicked Up. It's at all underscore nicked underscore up. Uh, we record every Wednesday night. We did not record this last week because so I... So it's not every Wednesday. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, while they played in... What was the Wednesday game? They've been on the West Coast. So if we, we would have had to record early before the game... Because we old man, so we weren't staying up after the game. Well, I'm not the only old man. The other guys are old too, so we're all old. Uh, one of them, ha- one of them has a new board as well. He has a new board at home, so he's not sleeping much anyway. Eric's making excuses. So, but we didn't record this last week. We will be recording this coming Wednesday. Uh, so, if you guys are interested, check that out. Of course, uh, check check out the Twitter feed. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, you know, and on Facebook Live as well. Or else, we'll set up in all three locations. Um, I recently did an episode of the NFL Outsiders with my boy Andy. Oh, that was Wonderful. very fun. Yeah, that was a fun you, episode. You guys talked Tom Brady? We did not. We talked. Uh, he what about the that- movie with Brady? The movie with the old oh, the Brady Bunch is coming out. Those old girls. No. You ever see that? Sally Field's in it. I'm going to check it out. I'm That's good. like Gilf City, bro. I'm okay. That's fine. Uh- <laughs> Gilf and Brady? That sounds amazing. Watch out, Giselle. So, yeah. So. No, I talked about the Jets, the Knicks, and the Yankees, uh, and um, the Aaron Judge saga. We talked about that. He ain't going nowhere. He's back. If you guys want to check that out, uh, check out his YouTube page. I think it's NFL Outsider. Shout out to Rizzo. Rizzo's back. Yeah, Anthony Rizzo is back. So Judge um, is back. Tell look from our review of Titans. I'll be doing episode four coming up. I'm actually and the review writing, Supergirl, Legion of Superheroes. I'm actually writing it uh, as well, not as we talk, but I was writing it before. He's multitasking. <laughs> He's a champion of Island. <laughs> so uh look out for that uh, i hope you guys are enjoying the season i am so far it's much different much darker but i'm very much enjoying um that they're pushing the envelope and going there so that's what uh, i said about batwoman season three yeah totally not the same uh <laughs> getting much better reception no yeah okay whatever <laughs> you wish but uh yeah so you guys can look out you for that it. as well of course on batman on film that's where i post those so i believe that's it so that's all you got. That's all so I check got. Check out Eric's review, Supergirl Legion of Superheroes. It's coming out. No, New York Times, sorry. Edison I would, Digest. I wouldn't TV hold you breath. Wouldn't hold it's going to be everywhere. That. We're so. going to spam the shit out of it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't, again, wouldn't, would not hold my breath on that one. He's going to do it. But once again, guys, I want to wish everyone out there a very happy Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy the time with your family and friends. Uh, if you do Black Friday shopping, God bless. 
<laughs> I wish you nothing but the most success in the world because I've been on a couple of Black Friday shopping sprees with my sisters for for my nieces and nephews, and it's insane. Uh, so just be safe and be careful. Uh, remember, it's just they're just presents, so it's not a All big right. deal. Eric said so. Remember, listen, to Eric. Remember that. Remember, it's only gifts. The little kids could, don't need need every gift on their list. Always, okay. That's you, can always, you can always write it down and give it to them for their birthday or for Valentine's Day or some other tell holiday. Tell them to sack up. Huh? Yeah, basically. Tell them yeah, to sack that's, up. That's what Eric never got what he wanted for Christmas. Tell little brass to sack up. <laughs> no, I got I got plenty for Christmas. It was fine. But I just wanted to extend that. Pete, see, Pete doesn't. If he doesn't care about wishing you guys happy Thanksgiving, I cared, so I, so I said it. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, didn't, uh, I didn't have to make a whole speech, but uh, happy football family fun. That's Thanksgiving. So football, food, and fun. That's what it is. So uh, enjoy it. And, Eric uh, took his family out of Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next. Just football, food, and fun. Yeah, uh, don't need to worry about that. I see those damn people all the time. It's fine. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> Eric doesn't care. So all his Thanksgiving wishes was all bullshit. <laughs> I wish wishing them Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oaks. Anyway. All right. Booyah. Goodbye. For Peter, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham. See you next time. Booyah.